today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. There are concerns, obviously, about the Friday the 13th, and the Premier actually spoke about it earlier today on his uh, daily news conference, uh, telling everybody to uh, take a pass this year. Uh, those are the words of the Premier. Let's bring in Crystal Chop, Mayor of Norfolk, and, uh, Norfolk, and she is with us now. Crystal, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me. So, obviously, uh, let, let's start. What is the official word on the Friday the 13th celebrations? Well, official word, you know, this is a tradition began back in 1981, uh, ironically, at a November uh, event. Um, this would be our 39th year, and, uh, you know, councils had to, to make some tough decisions as we've gone. Um, one of the things we've done, we have not issued any vending permit licenses for this year. Um, you know, we've got OPP ready on, on standby, uh you know, they're not willing to uh, erect road barriers right off the get-go here, but certainly if uh, we do see numbers start to escalate, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So it sounds like you still are expecting folk to arrive. I think, unfortunately, it's beautiful weather out there. Um, you know, we have a lot of people, uh, you know, just looking at the social media comments online that are still planning on arriving. I guess it's our plea to ask them to, you know, to please stay home. And, and regardless... You know, we can keep saying, you know, what we've been drilling into people's minds, you know, ever since the beginning of this pandemic. Listen, we're a rural area. We've got an aging population. Uh, you know, we've got limited healthcare capacity. But I think, you know, that doesn't hit home for a lot of people. And what I would stress is, yes, generally, you know, this day is critical for our businesses' survival. Um, unfortunately, you just saw recently that Norfolk County moved from you know, the green stage to the yellow stage, which is the province's new approach to this, this multi-layered, you know, what they're uh, strategizing as a new balanced approach. Um, you know, the trigger to move into that yellow stage was 10 cases for 100,000. We've seen 33 cases in the last two weeks. Um, most of those have been attributed to uh, outbreaks at a hospital, at a school, um, uh, at a farm. And uh, a number of those cases were all linked back to travel and, and to, you know, gathering on Thanksgiving. So, the trigger for us to move to the next stage now uh, of more restrictions being imposed upon our businesses is 40 cases per 100,000. So as you can see, we don't have a big margin for error there. And again, if you're not a COVID believer, you know, that's fine. Um, but think of our businesses that if we do hit 40 cases, you know, the province is automatically going to impose those restrictions on our businesses. And I just don't, you know, they're already struggling to survive as it is. So this must be an incredible balancing act, um, as it is everywhere. But what are businesses saying there, Crystal, about all of this? Well, again, I think they really, you know, they count on this day. Um, you know, any Friday the 13th that happens in Norfolk County, this is huge for them. Um, but unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, most of them realize that, you know, in this case, is slow and steady is going to win the race because, well, you know, Friday could be, you know, bring in significant dollars for them. That's not going to help much if they're, you know, shut down the following week. So is the message don't come, it's not on? The message is don't come, it's not on. You know, we love Friday the 13th. We're a huge supporter. Of, you know, I personally am a huge supporter of Friday the 13th. Uh, you know, the marketing um, that we receive out of this, I, I think, is immeasurable. You know, people you know, around the world have heard of Friday the 13th. They might not have heard mm. of Norfolk County, but they've heard of Friday the 13th in, in Port Dover. So it's a really sad day to ask people not to come. Um, but uh, but that's our plea this year. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll see them back at, uh, at the event next year. 
Uh, we certainly remember there's uh, a large gathering in the U- U.S. I believe it's in North Dakota. Um, Sturgis, is that uh, another big sort of bike sure. gathering down there? Uh, did that uh, come into your decision-making at all? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we've seen other events uh, here within Ontario that have been quite similar, right? In Ancaster, up in Wasaga. Um, you know, those have been, uh, you know, unplanned events that have, had, have just occurred. In many ways, Friday the 13th is also unplanned. However, um, it is, in a sense, we know that it's going to happen because it's always going to happen on, on a Friday the 13th. So, you know, our plea actually was with OPP to do more. We sent a letter to the premier himself. You know, I thank him for, for making that statement today. Sometimes just asking people to follow the rules, unfortunately, isn't enough, though. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to be as, as proactive as we can here, you know, obviously with the media campaign and, and so on, asking people to stay away. And I'm not sure that will be enough, but... Um, you know, that's, that's what we're hoping. So is there a plan, Crystal, if all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, uh, the town starts filling up? Well, we have additional OPP officers uh, that uh, are being called in for Friday. Um, again, we sent a letter to the premier. He responded saying the, um, the solicitor general would be getting back to us. That was on October the 19th. Uh, we've heard nothing more. I spoke with another member of uh, the staff of the Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing Last Friday, I also communicated my concerns uh, again. I myself don't have the power to direct OPP. My council body as a whole doesn't have the power to direct OPP. Our police services board doesn't have the power to direct the OPP operations. So without provincial direction to provide road barricades and so on, uh, you know, we're left a little bit at their mercy. But um, I'm told by, uh, by our head of OPP locally that, um, you know, if numbers rise and it is deemed a safety concern, that, you know, they will be prepared to install barricades and so on uh, for getting into town at that point in time. You know, I think that the big debate comes at now, you know, what are, are we not in sort of the, the safety concern of our time, right? Um, but again, you know, we can't direct that those measures be taken. That's kind of, uh, but that's the, the, the direction that we're seeing for probably for Friday. Have you, have you, has it been difficult for, for you and Council Crystal to find the balance between residents and businesses? Are there businesses that say, you know what, we need this, we want this open, we want to we wanna take advantage of this, have you, have you, or is everybody on the same page? I would say most people are on the same page. I mean, our businesses just got hit with additional restrictions imposed yeah. by the province with no notice last Friday, right? And again, it's not that our medical officer, our local medical officer of health, to have a say in that the province has thresholds that are there 10 cases for 100,000 for yellow 40 cases for 100,000 for orange you know and so on um, and there's not a lot of room there and I think they realize now that you know it's it, it, it just the winter is going to be too long with no business at all if, if, if things get worse when is the next Friday the 13th Crystal uh, Do you know next one we have, well, we certainly have one uh, is it in August next year. Um, and I just, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if we have a winter event here or not. I'm sorry, I'm putting a blank there. But I know, I mean, the one that's always in the back of our mind is, is the summer event um, because that will be significant, and that's next August. Well, here's hoping that uh, vaccination out and, and something, you know, we're in a different place where that you can actually make it happen next summer. I mean, obviously, you must be hopeful about that. We are hopeful. Um, you know, myself, I also operate as an airline pilot and, uh, you know, I've seen an entire industry destroyed. So I am very hopeful that there will be changes come next year. 
um, you know, I don't think it does us any good to, to think negatively. So here's keeping our finger cro- fingers crossed that we'll move forward and, and pull together out of this. And, and, you know, I think it's just a collective, it's a collective contribution in the meantime. And, uh, and that's what we're asking the riders, uh, just to, to help our little town out and, uh, help keep us, help keep our businesses open throughout the rest of the winter. All right, Crystal Chop has been with us, Mayor of Norfolk, uh, Norfolk, Norfolk, man. And uh, the message is, uh, as much as they love you, not this time. Uh, please skip Friday the 13th uh, this but, week. But we want to see them next in year. Over. But next year, man, look out. It's going uh, to be a barn burner, that's for sure. Hopefully by the summer, too. Uh, all right, Crystal, thanks so much for all this. And, and I know this is a very tough decision for everybody to make there, but good luck moving forward with all of this. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Crystal Chop has been with us, Mayor of Norfolk. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. All right. Talking about Friday the 13th and the official word from the Mayor of Norfolk is not this time. Uh, Next time, but not this time. Uh, Friday the 13th, they do not want uh, hundreds and thousands of uh, motorcyclists showing up to their town. Uh, they're already in a yellow category, and they're not far from the next level, and they do not want their town pushed back into a more restricted uh, uh, tier simply because of the event. So, unfortunately, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the festivities not going to happen this year, and they recommend that you please stay away. Let's bring in Amy Ferris, volunteer with the Port Dover, uh, Port Dover Kinsman Club. I've been working uh, on Friday the 13th for 22 years. Amy, thanks for your time. Hope you're doing well. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. So, uh, first of all, obviously, you must be incredibly disappointed. How difficult is this a decision for you and the town? Well, I think um, we are very disappointed, obviously. Uh, Friday the 13th is one of our largest fundraisers. We really appreciate all the bikers that come to town and non-bikers in support uh, of our community and, of course, uh, the Port Dovacans and themselves. But um, in having said that, it, it is November. So I think when you talk about hundreds of thousands of people, that's our, you know, July and August kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to see hopefully next August. Uh, but November is traditionally a quieter month. So you're not seeing hundreds of thousands of bikers. You do see some come to town, do their tour through, grab their shirt, and, and head back out of town. It's not it's not the rallies that we see in the summer with all the beer tents and and uh, all the entertainment and the vendors and whatnot. Typically, we only have a few vendors in one area in town, anyways. So it, it is difficult for us, but it's we're happy to say that it's November and not August. So the fall event usually not as uh, well attended as the, obviously the ones during the hotter months. Yeah. So we basically have two different types of events for Friday the thirteenth. We have our event month and our event month run from May to October, and then we have our non-event months, which are November through to April. And that's when we, basically based on the weather, we cut the event down. So we're not hosting the beer tents and the bands and stuff like that in the non-event months, and this happens to be one of those. What does this mean for Kinsmen and other uh, uh, community organizations in your community? How much does that bring to them? So, uh, as I said, in, in the, the event months, when we have the big events, it's a huge fundraiser. It is our number one fundraiser um, for the Kinsman Club. Uh, in, in the off-season months, it's a little bit of money to help us bank some money to prepare for, for August. Like, when we start to build on August, we've got to make a lot of deposits on things like tents and bands and stuff like that. So, so the off-season months do help us bank some of that money to be able to, to prepare for the big events. So, it, it does hurt. 
I am happy to say that we launched online sales today at 10 a.m. for our T-shirt, and uh, the website crashed due to demand, and we were <laughs> sold out before noon. So we're now doing a pre-order for a second round. So we're happy to say that it, it, we're still going to generate a little bit of income. We're just moving it online. So uh, you still are trying to raise some funds. If people want to help out, what can they do? Where can they go? So they can go to portoverkinsman.com, and then they can go to our online store where they can purchase one of our shirts. Uh, we are doing a pre-order right now since we sold out of our current inventory in less than two hours. Um, and our goal is to close that sale in the next week or so so we can get orders in and stuff in time for Christmas. So, so you must be optimistic about uh, August, the August summer event, uh, especially if, they, if what they say is true. And hopefully by the early mid-summer, there's a vaccine available for this. Yeah, I mean, obviously the summer months, if we, if we lose August as a fundraiser, that's going to be a, a huge loss, not just to our organization, but a lot of other organizations like the Lions Club, the Port of Board of Trade, um, and of course our businesses who are already suffering from COVID. So, so we're very hopeful that something will happen over the next six months and, and uh, we'll be able to start planning for August because really we should be starting that planning now. It's very difficult to do not knowing what's coming up. With not having the event uh, this time uh, in November, does that change plans for August? Uh, are, you, are you expecting something even bigger come August? Because uh, obviously it'll be the first time back for a lot of people. I, I think, yes. I think based on what we've all been through over the course of the last six months, not being able to go to the places we want to go and do the things we want to do, I think, yes, we will see an increased number. But again, it is August and and. Typically, July and August are our largest numbers anyways. So we'll be prepared for whatever comes our way. We just have to, you know, we have to start planning. And even though we don't know what's coming, we still have to put the the wheels in motion here. Amy Ferris has been with us, volunteer with the Port Dover Kinsman Club, been working on Friday the 13th with them for uh, 22 years. Amy, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Unfortunate the event can't go on this time. Hopefully people will go on your uh, Kinsman website and, and purchase a, uh, a T-shirt for the event uh, to at least help you raise some money. And hopefully we'll see you all in August. Awesome. That sounds great, Scott. We look forward to it. Amy Ferris with us, volunteer with the Port Dover Kinsman Club and been working with them on Friday the 13th for 22 years. Uh, Amy, as well as Mayor Crystal Chop, saying, unfortunately, this year uh, the event has been cancelled. Uh, they do not want you coming to their town. Their town is already sitting in a yellow category at this point and not far from the next uh, restrictive level and are concerned if people show up in uh, mass that in fact uh, that will happen and harm their businesses uh, even more so unfortunately friday the 13th a no-go in port dover officially uh, as of this year uh, but certainly next august they are gearing up the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on 900 chml